Hello and welcome to GGWP. Good game, well played. This is our gaming podcast, and today we will be talking about Overwatch and the Overwatch League. Yes, and my name is Chad, and my friend's name is Geo. And today we, we're going to start off with talking about the Overwatch League and the playoffs that previously happened this past week, as we're recording this on Monday 9-7, and the playoffs were just before this. So, Geo, the first game of the knockout knockouts which was Houston Outlaws versus Boston Uprising how do you think that went well they're both very bad teams but Houston is the better of those two so I say the score was 3-1 and you are correct in the score however Boston 3-1 the Houston Outlaws and as a sad fan of the Houston Outlaws myself no one saw this coming in fact only 5% of the brackets for the entire Overwatch League playoffs, predicted Boston beating Houston uh, with their fabulous tank line of fusions and punk with a hog Zarya meta. They were able to dismantle the outlaws very easily, and I'm very sad. Okay, next game of the knockouts was Justice versus Titans. How do you well, think that one went? Well, both of those teams are also very bad. But since Titans did get two more wins than Justice, I'm saying the score was 3-2 Titans. And that is also what many other people believed. However, Justice got decay from the Dallas Fuel just, uh, I think, about three weeks ago. And so they 3-0'd the Vancouver Titans, sending the Titans home. So that was round one of the knockouts. Outlaws in Vancouver already out. Now we go into the second round of knockouts, where the Boston Uprising, the Justice, and the Toronto Defiant were put into a pool, and the Gladiators, Atlanta Reign, and Dallas Fuel all had to choose their opponents. Gladiators chose Toronto, Atlanta Reign chose Boston Uprising, and Dallas Fuel got stuck with Washington Justice. The Gladiators-Toronto game went probably as about as you expected. At a uh, 3-2 score. Atlanta versus Boston. Although uh, some people in the community thought Boston was doing well. They then got 3-1'd by the Atlanta Reign. And now we come to the Dallas versus Washington game. How do you think that one went? Well, Washington again has four wins. While Dallas Fuel had nine wins. So... I would go with Dallas Fuel, but something tells me that all my other predictions have been wrong, that Washington won 3-0. And you are correct, yes. Decay on the Washington Justice got revenge against his former team, and basically everyone is now mad with the Dallas Fuel. So, that's the knockouts. Uh, so we have the Outlaws, the Titans, the Defiant, the Boston Uprising, and the Dallas Fuel all out of the playoffs. Now we head into the playoffs, which started on Saturday. And the three winning teams that, I'll just say again, Gliders, Atlanta Reign, and Washington Justice were thrown into a pool, along with the Los Angeles Valiant, to get picked by the top four-seeded teams of NA for uh, a double elimination bracket. Uh, the Fusion had the first pick, and they picked the Gladiators. The Parish Eternal... Sorry, the Shock had a second pick and picked the Washington Justice. 
The Paris Eternal had the third pick and picked Atlanta Rain. And the Florida Mayhem got stuck with the Los Angeles Stallions. So the first game, Fusion versus Gladiators. The uh, number one seed in NA versus the sixth seed in NA. How do you think that went? Fusion is just a powerhouse, so I'm saying 3-0. Yes, and you are correct. That So they knocked the Gladiators down to the loser's bracket. Then the second game was Florida Mayhem versus Los Angeles Valiant. Fourth versus fifth uh, seeds. And, however, interesting, interestingly, although the Florida throughout the season have been regarded as better than the Valiant, they've never beat the Valiant, and they still have not beat the Valiant, as they lost 2-3, in a very close game up until the end in which Valiant ran away with it. And then our third game of Saturday. The San Francisco Shock versus the Washington Justice. The second seed versus the twelfth seed. How did that one go? You already know. San Francisco Shock probably destroyed Washington Justice 3-0. And that's what everyone thought, including the Shock thought too. They, they chose the Justice, who everyone was considering a rising team and they wanted to you know show everyone you know they're being crazy justice aren't that good well justice dominated the first two maps going up two to oh and it was a game point at the halftime shock were able to rebound and came back in reverse swept to washington justice to three two them and send them to the losers bracket everyone is now scared of the washington justice as they almost just beat the shock then the fourth game of Saturday was the Paris Eternal versus the Atlanta Rain. This one was a crazy game also. How do you think this one went, though? As a fan of Paris Eternal and them being third seed, well, Atlanta Rain is seventh seed, I'm giving this game to Paris Eternal 3-2. Again, right with the score, however, Atlanta Rain beat the Paris Eternal in a very close fifth map, uh, knocking Paris down to face Justice in the loser's bracket. Now this first round of double elimination playoffs basically had three upsets. Valiant upset the Florida Mayhem, Atlanta Rain upset the Paris Eternal, and Justice, while they didn't beat the Shock, they upset them because they almost beat the Shock. So then we had loser's bracket, which was the first round of loser's bracket, which is Florida Mayhem versus LA Gladiators. It wasn't a game Florida Mayhem demolished and they sent the LA Gladiators home. Then the second game, Paris Eternal versus the Washington Justice. While that one was a little bit closer, Justice demolished them, the 12th seed, demolished the 3rd thir seed, and the Paris got sent home 3-0. Then we head into the first round of the winner's bracket, or the second round of winner's bracket, which was the Fusion versus the Valiant. And unfortunately, as a Valiant, Valiant simp myself, they got destroyed. And when I say they got destroyed, I mean they got destroyed. Like, it wasn't even close. 3-0. And then uh, sending the Valiant down to the loser's bracket. Now, the Shock, when they played Atlanta, it was not as close as the Shock Justice game. Atlanta Rain were able to steal a map from the Shock. However, it was a very convincing 3-1 for the Shock. So that leaves NA with Philadelphia Fusion versus San Francisco Shock in the upper bracket with Atlanta Rain versus Florida Mayhem in the, and then Valiant versus Justice in the losers bracket. And how that'll play out is those four teams will play until there's one team left. That that team 
will play the loser of the Fusion Shock game. And those, and the winner of the Fusion Shock game and the loser, and the winner of the loser's brackets will then go to uh, Korea for the Grand Finals. Now let's talk about the Asia brackets. First off, we had the Hunters versus the Spitfire in the knockouts. First round of knockouts. Um, yeah, Chengdu, 3-1. Very good win. Chengdu's been on the on the rise. Then we had NYXL versus Chengdu Hunters. How do you think that went? Well, New York has the 2018 MVP, so I'm giving this game 3-1. And, yeah, you know. That's what most people were expecting. However, Chengdu made it close, uh, pulled it to a, th a uh, fifth map, and it, we could almost be in a world where New York Excelsior was knocked out of the playoffs. However, they clutched it out on map five. And then the third game of the knockouts, Hangzhou Spark versus Seoul Dynasty. Again, Seoul Dynasty doing Seoul Dynasty things uh, as the same players from the 2018 London Spitfire. They don't do well in the regular season, but then when it comes down to tournaments and playoffs, they do really well, and they 3-0'd the Hangzhou Spark, sending them home. Now we go into the double elimination bracket for Asia. It was Shanghai versus New York, and then Guangzhou versus Seoul. How do you think those two games went? With all love to Jonak and the 2018 MVP, Shanghai is number one in the league, so I'm giving this, this a 3-1. Uh, very correct, yes. I think most people expected that, and there was no surprise. If anything, people probably expected Shanghai to 3-0 the NYXL, but, you know, it's very easy to steal a map here and there. And then we had, you know, Guangzhou Charge versus Seoul. How do you think that one went? Seoul being Seoul, I say the Charge one three three oh. You th You think the Charge one? Yeah. That is also what most people thought, as Charge were very consistent throughout the entire of 2020. However, Seoul, continuing playoff momentum, 3-0'd the Charge, which no one expected. And so now it's the NYXL versus the Guangzhou Charge in the loser's bracket, and Shanghai and Seoul in the winner's bracket. So, that is our 2020 playoffs so far. We have one more week, and then we have a month-long break between uh, the end of playoffs and the grand final uh, tournament, which will take the top two seeds from each region, and they will play a double elimination tournament to become champion of the Overwatch League. Is there any other upsets you want to talk about that happened? You know, it's not really an upset, but, you know, obviously I'm mad because New York lost. Can't disrespect Jonak like that. <laughs> Very true. Okay, so now for our next segment, we're going to talk about our favorite players so far of the 2020 season. So for mine, I chose KSP from the Los Angeles Valiant as he led the league in final blows, solo kills, and hero damage across uh, all games basically this year. And he was 12th on eliminations, which eliminations, for those who don't know, is the the only way to get, or the, all you have to do to get an elimination is you have to damage a person, and then within, I believe, three seconds, they die. So, 
that that's really not really a stat. Like most people who lead that category are divas. So the fact that KSP, a hit skin player, is twelfth, still very impressive. He also beat out Carpe, Furgering, and DQB for all his other stats. Your character, your uh, favorite player. You already know who it is, Jonak from the New York Excelsior. And as of his stats for the 2020 season, he has 345 final blows, which is, you know, finishing touches, which is fifth in his team, which is all right. 1,428 eliminations, third in his, his, third in his team, roughly 530,000 to hero damage, also third in his team. And one million. 250,000 healing, which is first in his team. Those stats are very, very impressive for being a healer main. Yeah, and and especially because his signature Zenyatta was not available for most of the season due to current metas and past metas. Okay, so real quick to uh, finish up this first episode of our wonderful podcast. We are going to talk about the recent patch notes that went live last week to the Overwatch server. However, Overwatch League will not be playing on them for, for the playoffs. So just to run down it. Ana's Violet rifle, her ammo was reduced from 14 to 12. Ash, her rifle was had her ammo reduced from 15 to 12. And her right click or uh, zoomed in damage reduced from 85 to 80. Still in the same amount of damage for the uh, fast fire rate. Baptiste had his healing ammo reduced from 12 to 10. His regen, which is his left shift or whatever it is on controller. Uh, which it, it just heals everyone around him, was reduced from 150 to 75, but his personal healing was reduced from 75 to 150. Uh, Junkrat, his impact damage of his of his primary fire was reduced from 40 from 50 to 40, which takes the overall damage of a mine, of his uh, primary fire from 130 to 120. Still a crazy amount. I don't think it was necessary, but whatever. McCree, the time between shots was increased from 0.42 seconds to 0.5 seconds. Moira, she had a lot of changes. Basically, she just heals less now, but she gets resources more. Uh, basically, so you're switching between healing and damage a lot more often. And, and then we have Arissa, her halt, after getting heavily nerfed a couple weeks ago, is now buffed slightly from 4 to 5 meters range, which is like her mini graviton surge. And then the projectile speed of her halt is reduced from 30 to 25 meters per second. Farah, her time between shots was also increased from 0.75 to 0.85 seconds. Symmetra, her max charge damage on her primary fire was reduced from 140 to 120 damage per second. Widowmaker had her ammo increased from 30 to 35. However, every scope shot now takes 7 shots. I mean 5 shots instead of 3. Meaning every clip has 7 shots instead of 10. And then she now has a damage fall off from 60 to 85 meters. And past 85, she doesn't do any damage. However, I don't think that's ever... You, you're, you're never in that situation to... I don't think there is any sight line that is 85 meters long. And then you have Zarya, which her right-click ammo was increased from 20 to 25, which is sad because now you, ha you only have four shots instead of five before you have to reload. And then... Yeah. Go ahead. Look at your mental notes. All, shotgun, all shotguns are fixed pattern and no longer random, which is very good for Reaper players. Roadhog, Doomfist. Not really meta, but still meta. Roadhog got uh, a big nerf. His projectile damage was reduced from 7 to 6 damage, having a total damage of 150, kind of going back to his old ways. And Torbjorn, his secondary fire recovery increased from 6 to 8 damage, and his damage increased from 10.5 to 12.5 per projectile, having a total damage of 125. What do you think of all of these nerfs and buffs? Um, so for the Torbjorn changes, I don't really like the... I can't... or... I find it odd that the like the time between shots was lengthened because it already feels like it takes forever but whatever blizzard the roadhog i'm glad about like you can still do the combo which you couldn't prior to 
or it was very hard to get, hit the combo prior to this to uh, really buff the Roadhog, which is the hook, uh, primary fire, and melee. So it's it should still be consistent. It's just not as easy to do anymore. And you know for the so those are experimental stuff. I don't really care about the shotguns. I don't really play shotgun heroes. But for the live patch notes, a lot of it I'm just why. I don't see what the ammo does other than you just can't spam as much anymore. However, I don't think that was a big issue. Like, Zarya having her ammo, or her right-click ammo uh, cost be increased from 20 to 25. It's like, she already, she, like, I don't think taking away one right-click from her is that important. Um, I like the Widow stuff. I'm fine with the Moira stuff. The Ana seems unnecessary to me. However, praise everything that is awesome in this world that Ash has finally got nerfed. Amen, brother. I don't know how prevalent it is in, you know, Golden Plats. However, in Diamond and Master... Uh, Ash is every game, all game, and you can't look at her or else you die. Anything you find annoying or thank the heavens for? Well, as an honor main, I'm irritated because I reload enough with 14 ammo, and now going down to 12 ammo, I'm going to have to really reload a lot more mm -hmm. with Moira. Whenever I play like someone like Roadhog, who I probably won't play anymore due to his nerfs. A lot of Moiras I play in Gold and Plat are just a bunch of DPS Moiras. So now that she's even worse at healing, just even more DPS Moira. Mm -hmm. However, I do like that the damage angle was reduced. So like she's not, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't have to be looking at the floor and still damage you, which is Agreed. nice. And yeah. Be, you should be glad you were not playing Overwatch when Ana was first released. She had six ammo. <laughs> That's funny. And it's been slowly increased over time. This is the first time Ana's really gotten a nerf. Well, no, she had she had one slight nerf with Nano two years ago, but that's basically it. Zarya, I'm also irritated that her damage, not her damage, her ammo went up, so... Again, you can only right-click four times instead of five, because I like Zarya, mm -hmm. and I think she's very underrated. And yep. now that she's getting nerfed, it's very unfortunate. Yes. And I don't think, because the meta right now is Zarya Hog, I don't think Zarya's the issue. I think it's, I think Roadhog's the issue. Personally, Agreed. my favorite meta is Dive meta, with Winston, Diva, or, you know, Winston Ball or Diva Ball, some sort of variation of those three. But then a very close second is Ryan Zarya. So I think with all the double shield nerfs that they put into place, I think it was I think those were amazing, and we were we were about to finally see a Winston Zarya, I mean a Reinhardt Zarya meta, and then they went and added Roadhog, and they buffed him, and now that's all that Overwatch League is is it's either Wins or excuse me, Roadhog Zarya, or it's a very 
weird very it's dive characters but with a reaper and a sombra it just looks very bad great orissa i'm also irritated about because she got nerfed hard well i'm not irritated anymore but she got nerfed hard a couple weeks ago like three ish and now that they're buffing her but slightly still very annoyed <laughs> are you a uh in a an orissa hater no, I like Arissa. But oh, you I like? Just... Oh, so you're, so you're annoyed that they nerfed her in the first place? Yes. Interesting. As a main tank player myself, I strongly disagree with you. Arissa is probably the most boring tank in the game. Maybe Agreed. the most boring character, as you can't. All you're doing is hoping teammates follow up on your halts. She's boring, but I still enjoy playing her. Well, yeah, because. You know, mowing down uh, people as Orisa is funny. <laughs> mowing down Reapers and Plat is funny. Yes. Okay, well, we have gone on long enough. Do you feel we have uh, talked about everything? We have talked about everything. Okay. See you guys in the next podcast. Blah, blah, blah.